You're listening to Welcome to Eloma, a podcast for highly ambitious dreamers who get shit done. I'm your host, Kylie Peters. This is a space where we talk about balancing relationships and entrepreneurship. So for all the entrepreneurs listening, I'm confident that you'll agree it's difficult to balance a relationship while building your business. I can't tell you how many nights my now fiance has asked me to stop working at 8.30 at night and come eat dinner with him or other nights where he'll just hand me a plate of food at my desk and just walk away Um, and how it's so difficult to shut it off and be present when spending time with loved ones and how it can also be so lonely because no one really understands unless they're in similar shoes. So that being said, I'm super pumped to dive into this topic with today's guests. Joining us today is a relatively newly married Allie Webb and Adrian Kaler. Allie is a serial entrepreneur. She has her hands in a number of different businesses, but she's most well known for being the founder of Drybar, successfully exiting Drybar, and is now the president of Canopy, a reimagined humidifier. Adrian Kaler is one of the best leadership and executive coaches I've ever witnessed and works with executives and entrepreneurs as a senior partner with Take New Ground. I had the fortune, the great fortune of meeting these two earlier this year at a workshop in Nashville, the Impact Series. We connected briefly again when Allie was speaking at the No Summit in Scottsdale uh, in, in May of this year. And then I saw Adrian again when I went through the Revenant in Nashville again in June. So our paths have just kind of crisscrossed all year long. I've loved watching these two share their entrepreneurial journeys while also sharing their unwavering and very authentic love for one another and the blending of their families. So Allie and Adrian, I'm a big fan of both of yours. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I'm thrilled to welcome you to Iloma. Welcome. Thank you so So, much. So glad to be here. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Um, Okay, so let's get into it. You're both successful entrepreneurs. You've both been through divorce. And uh, you got married in May of 2022. What key conversations did you have when you first started dating that set the tone and expectations for your personal and professional lives? <laughs> just coming out of the gate. Here we go. <laughs> um, well, you know, I think Adrian and I kind of came from similar, we had similar stories and, you know, we were both, I guess, like probably most people, you know, came out of bad marriages and, uh, you know, terrible, but bad marriages that were just, you know, we couldn't make it work with our exes and whatever. And, you know, Adrian specifically was, we were actually just talking about this last night, was really honest with what he had gone through. And it, you know, it's his story to tell, but it was, you know, a really huge life change in a lot of ways. And um, really like on our first date gave me, you know, probably more information than I wanted about that. (laughs) I've heard about that. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, we were, we were talking and and we, we already really liked each other having, not met yet. And then, you know, he kind of just laid it all out, you know, in this very honest way, which, you know, felt like the right and fair thing to do, because at that point I could have said, this is too much for me or whatever, without any of us, either of us getting really hurt. So, you know, I think the, the, to answer that question foundationally, I think our, our relationship has been really built on transparency and honesty. And I think that that, 
you know, that is, that shows up in a lot of different ways. And, um, you know, I, I think that we are a natural kind of fit to work together professionally based on the, the fact that he coaches, you know, founders and crazy people for a living. And I'm <laughs> one of those founders and maniacs that could have used, well, still could use his skill set. And I do take advantage of his skill set often. Um, so, you know, th- there is such a, a beautiful like intersection in this, you know, between what we both do and who we are and how we relate to each other that <clears throat> I think has really made the relationship work. Yeah, and I think your question initially was around Did I not answer it? how we balance <laughs> both our relationship and our business ventures. Mm. Well, let's yeah. get to that. But since we alluded to the first part, I think it's probably worth okay. talking about like integrating. How do you make a new relationship work? Well, you better get to closure on the first one. Otherwise, you're yeah. just going to go do the second. You're going to do the first one again over here. And uh, what she's alluding to was like all the, I mean, I went in the first date, I, I, I knew that I'd been through quite a transformation process by the time we met. Um, and it wasn't like on accident. It was very much on purpose to get myself straight. And that was like drinking and womanizing and all, I mean, tons of, tons of mess. Tons. I mean, we debauchery. could debauchery. Yes. Debauchery. De- debaucherness. <laughs> a lot of debaucherness going hey, on. Hey, debauchery. There you go. Yes. Debauchery. Anyway, a lot, yeah, a lot, a lot. And I was a mess internally, right? I mean, nobody does, nobody drinks like that. Nobody acts like that unless they're going through a lot and they're not, they don't see much, much hope. Um, so, uh, I had gone through a, about a three-year process of getting myself back and really reinventing myself. And so whenever we came together, this is on the personal side of your, of your, mm-hmm. of your question. I knew that I was committed to being who I am now. And I knew that I had done a lot of work on not being the guy that I was. Yeah. And I knew that in any kind of new serious relationship, she, I wanted her both to know where I'd come from and then to know what I'm about. And if, cause it's, I don't want any surprises, number one. And, and number two, I don't want to live in any shame. Like there's any secrets in the past. Cause I don't carry it. Like, you know, like I, sh- you know, with a bunch of shame and regret and all that. Sure. Um, but I also wanted to know that she could handle it in that way. And that's pretty unhuman to like accept somebody. Normally, we're, you know, as humans, we're looking out for trouble. And if somebody has done something, oh, watch out, they're going to do it again. That's, that's kind of Freudian, number one, looking out for trouble. Kind of. Anyway, I don't, I don't live that way. I don't want to live that way. Um, So anyway, that's, that's why on the first night, it was more, it was uh, letting her know who I am, and then seeing who she would be in reaction and response to that. So Mm -hmm. anyway, that's kind of on that a little bit more meat on the bone for the listeners um, about what that really was about. Yep. And then, you know, we've, I think just to add to what you're saying, um, when we came together, we were really excited about our, our passions and, you know, our attitudes in the world. And both of us are pretty fast movers. Both of us like meeting new people, like new ideas, like new, like, you know, very much like new things. Um, and are big into getting to know folks. And I mean, when I met Ali, she had like a long list of stuff that was like cooking lots of shit on the stove of all these things, possible things that could happen, which is very very exciting, (laughs) you know? And I, I knew that like being involved with Ali would be to be involved with all that, you know? And so, and which was exciting for me and who I am and what I'm about. Um, and, but also at the time was really wrapping up 
dry bar stuff and throttling that down um, during the initial part of our relationship, which did create a bunch of space in the relationship for her. Oh, I mean, sure. sorry, okay. a lot of space in her, in her calendar. And then COVID right. hit five months into our relationship as well. So it's like <laughs> a very, you know, other dimension type experience. So, um, you know, and I, you know, we, uh, I'm building my company. We're four yeah. years into our company. So it's like pedal down a lot of time, a lot of meetings, you know, I, and I tend to get a lot more clients than I ought to. Like, I tend to like, <laughs> like, I like, I like the process of getting clients and then I should have to coach them. Oh man, that's a lot of time. Yep. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, how do we balance this? It was, it was hard at times just because she had kind of made it in like the eyes of lots of people with, you know, as you said, successfully exited dry bar and it was looking out on like this frontier and there wasn't a lot of stuff there built yet. There's lots of plot of plots of lands if we follow the metaphor, but there's no buildings out there yet. Like not, not nothing to go into and go do yet. A lot of things that she was busy talking about. And anyway, there was some tension baked into that because she had made it. And her assumptions was after she made it, it's like time to go have fun. And I'm like, I'm where you were 10 years ago when, you know, the beginning stages of dry bar, which she was pedal down nonstop airplanes all the time. So it it was a lot, it was an ongoing conversation and she supported me and loved what I was doing, loved me and loved the impact I was making on people, but it was hard, right? Mm -hmm. You want to share about that? Well, yeah, I I was just going to ask, like, I mean, you guys, I think it's one thing to be in a relationship and both be entrepreneurs, but Adrian, as you just touched on being entrepreneurs at different places in your journey, like Ali, I can totally see how you'd be like, I've busted my ass for, you know, a decade or however long I'm tired. And Adrian's like, yeah, but I'm excited to go. Like, yeah, Ali, tell me about like what that has been like for you. Well, exactly that, you know, I think it's, it was, it was also a big transitional time for me in like figuring out who I was now and what I was doing. And yeah, there was a lot more time. Uh, And, you know, we always kind of, Adrian doesn't believe in this like lonely at the top thing, but you know, I do. (laughs) I, I, I believe that it's an experience. I don't, it's a phenomenon that happens. It's not a, it's not a prison cell that everyone has to sit in. Yeah. I agree with that. I think of it as even necessarily, I mean, I guess it's, it does sound negative, but I mean, it's more like, you know, there's, there's, there's not as many people that, you know, have, and I, you know, I want to say this carefully, like there's a ton of successful people, but Mm -hmm. it's a smaller group of people who've like, which, which I only even recently realized because I've had, you know, I had so many people coming to me wanting to, you know, pick my brain or talk to me about their business and, or like a lot more recently, like, you know, you're somebody who made it to the other side. It's, you know, it's hard to make it to the other side. It's hard to actually exit a a business successfully. And, um, and so there's a lot of people wanting to talk to me about that who are on both sides of it. But what I find is that there are, you know, there's there, you're just in a different realm now of like, who am I, you know, and my identity is so has been wrapped up in dry bar for so long that, you know, figuring out what's next um, and what's fulfilling to me has been really hard. And then, yeah, to Adrian's point, like having so much time and space and wanting to be like, let's go travel and let's go see the world. And, you know, which is kind of what I wanted to do <laughs> with, within moderation. My kids are still in school. So it's not like I'm going to be gone for months at a time, but 
you know, it definitely, he wasn't and isn't in that same space. So, you know, I mean, (laughs) relationships are like full of um, sacrifices up up and down, right? And, and, you know, for me, it was like, this is not, I mean, there's lots of things about our relationship that weren't the perfect fit. I mean, you know, it's also been challenging, which I've talked about, you know, going back to having little kids, like my kids are practically grown, you know? So, but, you know, ultimately the love that we have for each other and the kind of man that he is and and all of those things, you know, kind of superseded the, you know, we're not going to be traveling quite as much. Although I have like finagled him into lots and lots of trips and we do. <laughs> I've, I've been watching you guys. You, you're, you're bouncing around a little bit. Because I say to him, listen, I say to him, I just would thought they'd edit that out. You know, you like, so I was planning on you keep talking and it would fit in. <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't work like that. Um, like we, um, what was I going to say? Oh, when we do, when I do, so I am very much, hey, babe, let's like go here for the weekend or let's go check this thing out and let's just like jump on a plane and go, you know, and he's, you know, he's on, he's on calls back to back most, mm-hmm. most days. So I'm always like, you know, you can, you can, we can be in another country or another city and you can be on a call in our hotel room. Yep. That, that works for me. And, and, and truthfully, that is in, in all seriousness, something that we've done, you know, and I've said, listen, if we go somewhere and you need to take a couple of calls, which, which I will too, because I think that's another yeah. part of even your, your question is like that balance. We both work constantly, even when we're away. And it's not because we feel like we have to, it's because we want to, you know, for, mm-hmm. for me, I've always been like that. I've always felt yep. like, even if I go away and, and sure you're pulling back, hundred percent, but you're also, for me, it's like, I'd rather stay somewhat connected. So I don't come back to like a shit show of, of so mm-hmm. much, stuff, you know, you know, fighting to get back. So I think that's worked for us too, is like, I'm able to get, you know, scratch that itch of wanting to go more places and do more things mm-hmm. as long as I'm okay with him, you know, taking calls and not being yeah. like hundred percent available to me on those trips. So what I'm hearing you guys say is a lot of transparency a lot of being really clear on what you want and finding creative ways to make that work. Mm-hmm. Now, Allie, you had just mentioned something that I want to kind of dive into just for a second, because I think this is relevant to a lot of people in a lot of different situations. You had mentioned that after you exited dry bar, you're kind of in this space of like reinventing yourself, kind of trying to figure out who you are. And I think especially in entrepreneurship, we find ourselves in that space often of trying to figure out who am I, what am I doing? And I'm curious, I'd love to hear from both of you, like, Allie, what has that space felt like for you? And then Adrian, how has it been to be the significant other witnessing your significant other struggle in this way? I'm just curious. That's a good question. Yeah, it's been really challenging um, to feel, again, like this you know, my, my identity has been wrapped up so much with dry bar and trying to, you know, move on from that really and mm-hmm. try other things and, and experience other things. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's chock full of like insecurities and doubt and like, you know, you know, will I always only be known and liked for the fact for, for what I did with dry bar, which, which is, a, is like a, you know, a double-edged sword because I I'm so proud of that. And I, oh, for yeah, sure. I love that. That's my legacy, but I also 
want to figure out, you know, where else I can make a mark, a stand, which is, mm-hmm. you know, part of like why we've been doing the impact series where we met yeah. you. I mean, it's like, you know, for, I feel definitely a calling to give back and I really enjoy speaking, which I, you know, I do a lot because I like, I love telling my story. I'm really proud of my story and, and all that I've accomplished, especially in, in a, you know, a more like, Hey, I didn't go to college. I don't have a traditional degree or background or pedigree to, to do what I did, you know, which I think is, is it can be really inspiring to people who yeah. feel like they're in that, that camp. Um, but it, you know, it's, so it's, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to parlay all the information and all the experience I have into things that are helpful to other people and something that I really like and enjoy doing. Um, but it's also, you know, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't mixed in with like, you know, feeling irrelevant or feeling unimportant. And, you know, I mean, we live in such a culture of FOMO where we're we're seeing other people (laughs) doing other things. And you're like, well, shit, why didn't they ask me to do that? And, you know, and yet I get asked to do tons of things and I have amazing opportunities coming at me all the time. But then there's that thing where you're like, but why, why, why didn't they think of me for that? You know, so it's a really mixed bag, this, this point in my life and, you know, things like canopy and that I've done that, that have like really appealed to me that it felt really authentic and organic to get involved in are, you know, the things that I'm really focusing on. And, and, and really I'd say the biggest like thing for me that I feel like now is like, I'm in this space of having to say no to more, to things. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, like Adrian said, I do. That's I, good. Cooking. Yeah. It, it really, it is good. And it's, it's, I'm trying to like streamline and focus on the things that are, you know, really near and dear and where I feel like I can offer the most, you know, value and insight. Mm-hmm. Adrian. Yeah. Uh, so what was it like uh, to be with my, with the significant other, whatever, to be with Allie in this process? Well, it's interesting. You know, it's, um, I was just thinking about principally, because also, you know, th- this transition moment happens with lots of clients of ours. You know, they like for sure, are, yeah, headed headed towards an exit, headed towards an IPO, headed towards selling, whatever. And you know, it's we know the conversations that are going to come, and um, it's a challenge. So anyway, to your to your question, in any kind of relationship, especially in the early one, you're always, I mean. I think you're naturally and probably wisdom is you're gauging on who who they are and who you are to them. And and you're just always collecting data about that because you don't know what the answer is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you know what the answer is and then you know what's happening. And that's, sometimes those are different, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, there was that kind of identity crisis, which is natural once um, once the main object, I was just thinking like, you know, your aim fills and then organizes your life, right? So Ali, as founder of, of Drybar, that was what filled her life and organized it. And Drybar was up here, top of the, you know, priority. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And that in some ways makes a 10-year life very simple. While very complex, very sure. simple because the aim is really clear. And then once the aim goes, you know, and insofar that like our aim has been creating our identity, um, because you know, aim is going to create activity, then can create, then can feel like it's creating our identity. Once that goes, then it's like, who the hell am I now? Yeah. And Without out of that, that comes clarity. a whole bunch. That's a you know, that's a big crisis, right? And then I don't know. And then if we're living in reaction to that, then you know, and wanting somebody else, wanting something else, 
to answer that question about who I am. Anyway, it can get messy. And it was yeah. it is messy. So, I mean, my my aim and all that was to give some space and to believe in her because there's like lots of that, you know, who am I now? Why aren't they noticing? You know, all those types of natural because the bowl is not full like it was before. And so why isn't it full and who should be filling it? And all those types of questions. And um, but slowly trusting the process that if she shows up really clear, which she hadn't didn't have to be for a long time, you know, like sure. success success takes i mean once you kind of get momentum there's there is this unseen momentum in success right and so it seems like it's you but it's also the thing you've done and like the ripples come back on the lake or whatever yep and then when you're starting from zero it's a lot harder and you can oh, yeah. internalize that and take that personally like what's wrong with me except for oh i just don't have this the system isn't set up the way it was so like supporting her during during her hard times and just aiming at what does she want i mean i remember the conversations um around board membership for example where it started with i'd like to be on some boards and it's not happening and then why aren't they contacting me and then to a conversation we were having about well why don't you tell people that that's what you're doing <laughs> you know or you know contact five people like sure. that's, hey by the way i'm looking for positions and they filled up right away all the boards she, she hates boards and now she's got a lot you know, <laughs> She got what she wanted and she's like, why did I sign up for these? Um, so careful what you wish for. Right? I know. I know. You know, it's um. anyway, I think it's it's a challenge. And yeah. the best the best you can do is just really kind of be with somebody in that challenge and, and help them find out what they need that are um, I was going to say healthier. It's just a natural thing in the Instagram, you know, you know, yeah. how famous am I, how liked in my culture, like our dopamine is crafted is, is, is given to us by our significance. Yeah. And, and do people like me? Is it enough? How important am I? And it's a lot based on a lot of comparison, which is, you know, our own demise. Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of have to start when you're rebuilding after something great, um, start celebrating the little things mm. back in. Adrian, I want to follow up. So we've talked about how Allie has gone through this transition after leaving dry bar and this kind of identity crisis and where we are right now. Right. Yeah. But you're also building take new ground. Yeah. And so I'd also look to, you know, what are you looking for as I make this a bigger conversation for anybody yeah. out there who's building their company and is also asking a lot of their significant other what yeah. is it that you're looking for from Allie and this perspective? And Allie, how does that then impact you as you guys are kind of, you know, I feel like it's like this juggling act between yeah. the two of you is like the image that's coming up in my mind. Well, so what am I looking for? I want her to champion. I mean, what, what, let me back up. What do I think love is? Love is being committed to what the other person is committed to. That's what I say love is like what I, if I love, if I love Allie, I want to know what her commitments are. And then I'm committed with her to her commitments. That's and big. That, that's big. So I want her to know what my commitments are and, and, and love them and be a part of that and be there to support that. Mm -hmm. And then how to do that. That's, there's lots of different ways to do that. Oh, yeah. A lot of, I mean, I think to part of this work-life balance uh, tension that people are in. I, I routinely don't talk about work-life balance 
only because it's even set up. The word itself is a zero sum game. One has more, that means one has less and it's like a teeter totter. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think the whole framework is pro is problematic. What I, what I aim at and, and it isn't a lot different. There's not a lot of difference in the application, but it, it, it's different on how I look at what's happening. So I go after work-life integration. So, yeah, okay. which is how do I get these things to work together? Like, let's say they can. So if Allie knows my teammates really well, she's more apt to not feel like they're stealing me from her mm. because she actually knows them. And tell me. Allie's got, she's got some looks on her face. <laughs> If that's totally true. So there's no difference. If I say, if you know I'm in a room with Dan all weekend with some entrepreneurs, you don't think that's different than if I was in the room with some dude you've never met? I don't know if that really matters. Really? What? Interesting. You know them. I know, but it's still time away for me. Uh huh. I don't know. It's an, it's an interesting theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's that for me. So, so she's not doesn't. So think that's that your way. perspective. There oh, you for sure, it's mine. Yeah, because I actually care because because I guess that's. I mean, I live by what I said, which is I'm committed to her commitment. So if, if yeah. she needs to do a call with uh, a, a let's say a CEO of her, well, we did it just the other day, a CEO of one of her companies um, on a Saturday morning, and she, you know, during during like family time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know why that works? Because I know that person and I, I love her and I love that person and I, I love what they're up to. And so she asked me to come in and help have a conversation there. I'm in like hundred percent. So uh, creating that familiarity between work type people with your personal relationship, you feel like tends to kind of potentially bridge that gap a little bit. I think it does. Yeah. I think it breaks down kind of some of the walls. I between. think so too. I, I don't, I think that it's, I just don't know if it's like, you know, if you're going to be gone all day Saturday and I'm like bummed that you're going to be gone. I don't know that it matters that you were chatting Dan just because I know them. Conversely, I feel like, you know, when Chad was just staying here this weekend, it was, and you know, because he's, you're, you know, you're working with him, but he's also our friend. Like there is a comfortability and like, that is a, you know, a, I, yeah, that's better than having somebody I don't know at the house. So in that regard, for sure. sure. That would um, be my point. So, <laughs> um, but the, you know, it's just an, it was interesting the example you used because I feel like it has been a struggle for me, which I think I've gotten better at of like when you're gone for like a weekend working, you know, versus being with me, I'd rather be with me. But it's, you know, it's what he wants to be doing and it's important to him. So I, you know, you know, I try to embrace it. Yeah. Pe people are at all different scales. So for me, I get yeah. there really quickly. Like, and I, it's a little bit how we're wired, maybe definitely, definitely shows up in what we're committed to. So if she needs to be gone for a month to go do something, that would be very hard. But if she wants to do it, I'm in, we'll figure yeah. out how to make it work. We'll stay connected. We'll do it as much as we can. I'm hundred percent in. Um, that gives me a lot of relief, harder for her. Cause she's not like there. Like that's not your jam. No. <laughs> You're not. In the, hey, we'll find a way. I mean, this is part of the part of the tension, right? Uh -huh. Like, oh, let's make it work. Yeah, is is not the primary thought. Well, let me ask a follow up question there. So obviously, you guys have done a great job of making a lot work. You that's know, right. for any listeners out there, are there any tips that you would give to anybody out there who's, again, like playing this? 
this game between relationships and entrepreneurship and trying to figure out how to integrate, how to blend them. Any tips you have for them in terms of how to make it work? Well, I would say, I mean, we do have an extraordinarily complex situation, <laughs> you know, and, and that, and that, I mean, life's complex for everybody, Sure. but to, you know, to have as much as we've got both going on vocationally, and I'm not comparing myself to anybody else, but just to speak what's here. Yeah. Just, just vocationally, there's a lot of moving parts. And then we've got four kids that are all here on different schedules. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a bunch. And yeah. then we've got, we've got X's on both sides that show up very differently. And, you know, and, you know, then in the season of life of we're now, even just today is first week back to school. That's really complex. So first off is just to let it, Oh, this is, this, this is challenging. <laughs> like just to so like just acknowledge it Name saying it. that, like, this yeah. is, you know, and you know, we're in our first year of marriage. This is that it's the next thing. Like this is, this is real. This is very challenging. So I think that's like the first step is to get out of the idyllic, how it should be and get mm -hmm. to what it is. And that's what we, sure. you know, we have to do on a regular basis um, is just because if we get bickery with one another or get distant from one another or get whatever, it's usually we've not slowed down to connect with what's going on for each other and so get syn down. synchronized in reality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think before, before you create anything new, you got to, you got to get connected to here mm -hmm. so name here slow down slow connect down. to what's yeah. currently going on right on yeah that's what i'd start with you have thoughts yeah i mean i think that's a good place to be i mean i think you know i think what i what i was guilty of in my last marriage and relationship was was avoidance you know which is the opposite of what mm. he's saying is that there's you know, you me can, too, by the way, you can, you a lot can, of avoidance, you can very much go and so easy, easier, in fact, to go on autopilot and just be distracted. You know, I was largely distracted with dry bar during, you know, the last 10 years and my kids and all these other things that I wasn't and shopping and whatever else I was using to like fill the like, oh, there's things that we're not, we need to talk about, but, but we're not, yeah. um, you know, and, and I think in, in just kind of also in the vein of like connection um i think it's like carving out the time you know i mean to to to, like, to I mean, yeah, adrian, make the time ironically adrian put on our schedule today us time when we both had like an hour where we didn't have any calls or meetings or things you know and it's just like but why did i do that because i told you this morning that i was feeling like far away that I was like, longing. you weren't, you didn't say that. You actually you said, said I was longing for more time. Together. That's right. Yes. That's okay. right. Which is so beautiful. Allie vocalized what she bin. needed. Aiden right on. Listened. And then an action was taken. And even that is like a big deal to go from the complaint of I'm feeling far away. Mm -hmm. Not a complaint like bad, like we shouldn't do it, but it is a, let me tell you what's not working. That's easier for the human mind to do because I'm not responsible for it at all. And it's happening outside of me, blah, blah, blah. Sure. You go to, oh, what I long for is more time with you. That's a bid. That's a, hey. That's an ask. Yeah. That's an ask. Really powerful. Immediately I'm looking for time. Oh shit. That's wonderful. Now, yeah. I can, now I'm closer to finding the solution or that's a right. solution. That's right. And, you know, and that, that has taken a long time for me to get that kind of like vernacular and communication style down because I am prone probably like most people to just say like, 
you know, what I, and I did, I think I might've even rewritten what I wrote been like, I want, you know, I, I think in my mind, I was like, you know, we, we've had a rough couple of days and we had some stuff going on. And so we were a little not connected. And I think that was partially why I was feeling like that. And my normal go-to would be like, I would probably say something like, I miss you. And I feel like we haven't had much time together, which, which isn't a request to, but more how I would say things versus how I say things, how I said it today, which was like, I'm, I'm longing for more time with you, which was really just the honest, I don't even know if we, we it, I hadn't looked at our schedule. I didn't know if that was yeah. even a possibility. I just wanted him to know that that's where I was. You know? And I think what's important about that too, is it, there's no blame. I feel like so often it's like, well, then people get immediately defensive and then yeah. those communication barriers. Like you're not making time for me. Yeah. 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 So yeah. there's no blame and it gives everybody the opportunity there. Um, I want to be mindful of time. I've got a couple more questions I wanted to run by you guys. Let's do um, it. So again, in the name of entrepreneurship and relationships, you mentioned that between the four, between the two of you, you have four kids. What has that been like blending your families? And any advice for anyone who's experienced a similar thing? Oh, a total shit show. <laughs> just, just well, I mean, the kids actually all really love each other. Yeah, I mean, they're let's great. Let's start there. It's like the kids. That's awesome. There's such a big delta between their ages. You know, mine are 15 and 17. His are six and eight. So what we what we were able to avoid is the like where they're all so close in age that it's competitive and weird. Yeah. Like my older kids, you know, well, first of all, they can babysit his kids. They, they can, you know, Which is amazing. it's amazing. <laughs> and they can just like interact and take care of his kids. Like if we want to just go walk the dogs, like, I mean, I remember the first couple of times we left the house alone because my kids were there and we walked our dogs and we're like, this is so weird. We can just walk out of the house. You know, I mean, it's such a little thing. So, you know, and his kids really adore my kids and, and vice versa. So that part of it has been pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, it's been, I, and, and, and I think, one layer deeper in that it's been a process, right? So, right. Sure, so of one of her boys, very outgoing, very playful, you know, just in immediately and got it. The other one took, takes a little bit more time just naturally in life to buddy up to sure. somebody. And, uh, but you know, slowly it has really, they've all fallen in love with each other. So it's like every, every per and you know, and my, my, one of mine, he's a little more, a little slower to go in. And one of mine's all in from the beginning. And anyway, so it's like, it's a process. It's a process for everybody. So any words of advice for anybody who is navigating blending families? Oh, wow. Put your seatbelt on. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, I mean, I think some of the tension points are, um, you know, you're blending families, but you're actually blending cultures. Okay. Right. So she and Cam had a whole culture which is like just essentially what is culture culture is a series of conversations of permissions and and uh and some of those are explicit and and, and some of them are implicit like just assumptions and and then there's like the morality of how things should be and how things shouldn't be and and like what's good and bad in parenting blah 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 it's a deep conversation it's there and a lot of times it's under the table and it's full of assumptions and if it's full of assumptions and if it gets challenged then it comes out as defense, like, and then I'm one person is better than the other one or whatever. And then, you know, so and you're bringing two families together full of that. And then some of that culture can shift right away. And some of that culture is also anchored in the other person that doesn't live with you guys, like the, the ex or, you sure. know, it's like, so that's a, there's a tension there. And there's some of that that's unavoidable. Um, and, 
like there's some of that you don't have control over is what I really mean. And, but it's, and it ought not be avoided. Like the tension ought to be talked about so yeah. that like, how are we going to relate to this thing is what I mean is like, so your ex is this way, your ex is this way. How are we going to relate to this thing? And if you, and it's, it's touchy because it's like an ex relationship and that's yeah. full of, that's full of feelings as well. Right. And there's reasons <laughs> why. You guys yeah. There's reasons why you aren't together anymore. So, you know, having a lot of grace for one another in that very, uh, in all those kind of tensions that aren't going away, they're not like problems to solve. They're just tensions to manage over time. And if you could do that shoulder to shoulder, um, then it feels a lot better than if you're like, if, than if you're head to head on it. Yeah. So put it out on the table. And again, I mean, the theme of transparency is coming up again. Yeah. Yeah. You um, know, what, what, what you don't talk about will eat your lunch. So if the more you talk about it, it gives you an opportunity to, to integrate with it and engineer with it. And if you like snacks, then you definitely don't want to be giving up lunch. That's right. Don't give up. lunch. Um, switching, switching gears for just a second. Cause I want to, again, be mindful of time. Allie earlier this year, you announced that you stepped in as president of canopy. I just wanted to check in because I feel like, I think I was there the day before it officially yeah. uh-huh. was announced. And I just wanted to see how it's going. It's going really well. I mean, it's been, it's been really, um, what is going on? What is canopy? <laughs> this is the advertising portion of the show. Um, well, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I can back up and say how and why I even got involved in canopy. Um, you know, as I was looking for my next kind of opportunity and the next thing I wanted to sink my, sink my teeth into, I, I connected with the founder of canopy and, you know, was really blown away and surprised frankly, that, you know, having a humidifier in your bedroom next to your bed 24 seven is incredibly good for not only your skin, but your hair and your scalp. And I didn't know that. And, and it wasn't, and I don't think it's a natural assumption for people because you think of a humidifier as like, you know, you have it when you're sick or when you have a baby so that, you know, Mm -hmm. nasal passage is clear, which it is great for that. Um, but, you know, I soon discovered that it was actually incredibly good for your skin to keep it hydrated, which, which having a canopy does, and it helps prevent the, you know, the fine lines and wrinkles and, you know, dryness, frankly, in your Ooh, skin. Fine lines and wrinkles. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's I highlight that one. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, it's, it, it was this beauty hack that I wasn't even aware of. And when I learned about it and then I started using it, you know, I really did see a difference in my skin and, and also like, you know, beauty products and all that stuff adheres better too. So I was like, this is pretty fascinating stuff. And why don't more people know about this? And it became this kind of, you know, thing that I got very excited and and driven about. And because of obviously my experience in the beauty world and growing a big beauty brand, you know, I, I, we all collectively felt like I could really help with these, with, you know, with getting the word out and, you know, continuing the charge of, Um, and it's anti-mold and it looks cute and you don't have to throw it away, you know, after a few months, which is really what every single person tells me about their humidifier. <laughs> they're all, you know, they're not, they're not well-made and they've, they've created a lot of, um, you know, uh, sort I'm looking for Worse? no things that are like proprietary to them. Um, you know, with that, it has like this infrared oh, light. Stuff, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a really inve- innovative company. Um, and it's just, you know, we're just starting to scratch the surface with it. So nice. it's been going really well. And, you know, I'm, what's also been really exciting is to come in at a company that's not starting from the ground up, but that has 
you know, departments already and has a lot of people in place already. And I, I really a little like, infrastructure already yeah, there. <laughs> it's nice. And to come in and be able to like focus on the things that I'm best at, you know, my highest and best use, which is like, you know, creating these connections with the right beauty influencers, the right, you know, uh, retailers, investors, and, you know, and then just helping spread the word. So it's been able to like, it's been nice to be able to extract what I was really good at a dry bar and in my career and like apply it here. And, and that's yeah. really the beauty of, of, of working for, for Canopy. So, or with well, Canopy. That's perfect. So I'm loving it. Yeah. Good. And Adrian, I know you guys have some fun stuff happening at Take New Ground. So what's going on there? We do. We have a lot of fun stuff happening. We just ended up, uh, we just finished our first weekend of an event we call Intrepid, which is Academy for Effective Leadership, which is great. We've got some, really fast moving uh, entrepreneurs in there. And so a company brought five of their people to be involved with that, which is really oh. es- essentially around how to how to presence the most effective leadership, which we think comes from a coaching mindset, yeah. uh, like self-mastery, teaming with others and generating results, which I think any coach that's worth their salt is aiming at those three things. Um, but it's always result driven. It's always people oriented and it's always self like self-ownership. That's that's the that's the platform. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's happening, which is really fun. Another where we met and then where we met the second time um, or maybe the third time, but um, rooms that we've been in together, the, <laughs> the impact series, which is a collection of founders. We've done smaller rooms, higher price mastermind type feels the first three of these we've done this this time we're opening it wide open. So oh, really? up, to, up to 250 people can come. We're doing a one day on Saturday. And then we're having an opportunity like a VIP session. If you want to come in and do the deeper workshop type work, that's available for about 20 people. Um, but we're having that one. Uh, what is it going to be October 15th and 16th? I think okay. might be right in Los Angeles downtown. Okay. Um, so that's going to be a blast. That's awesome. Um, and Allie always, Allie always headlines that and, 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 you know, generates lots of interest in that. And people love to hear her stories. You can do founder stories and really, the honest conversation about what it's like to lead and build a company. What does it really take? Yeah. So if people are listening for that, come and you'll hear it from the horse's mouth or from the beautiful unicorn's mouth. Um, <laughs> beautiful. The beautiful well unicorn. Played. The, well played. Yeah. The, the mystical creature <laughs> named Allie Webb. But then we've also got where we hung out for four days uh, in Nashville last time, the revenant process that you yeah. mentioned. Which is, you know, you could tell more about that, but it's like oh, a deep boy. dive. It's a, it is a personal leadership deep dive. I mean, Did I think like it's it? like. A- it was so intense. I was actually just uh, talking to somebody about it last week. And mm. she was like, what is it? And I was like, I honestly. It's hard to. All describe. I can tell you is it's an incredible experience. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like telling her some of like the bits and pieces about it. I was like, I just, I don't. I can't even, I just, I can't, it's like, you know, I don't, yeah, for four days. Yeah, for four days. Yes. She was like, there, there's a okay. lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a deep dive into your soul, you know? Oh, it's, it's like, it's, it's like, like as talking Adrian, about things that you don't ever talk about. Yeah. It's like Adrian and Dan and everyone else in the room, like reaches down your throat, pulls <laughs> out your insides. Everyone has at it. And then everyone, I think, cried at some point. And yeah. then all of your insights get put back inside. Yeah. And they're like better than before. Yeah. And then there's like sunshine beaming out of your heart. 
That's great. We'll use that on the you website. Should, you should use that. We'll use you that on the website. You can quote me. You can yeah, quote reaching, me on that I'll, I promise you, I'll reach down your throat, <laughs> pull out your guts. <laughs> Inside. revitalize them put them back <laughs> in and then here comes the care bear view yeah that's great <laughs> care bear um, yeah that's yeah. yeah so yeah anyways that's we've got another one of those coming up um yeah. and this one's going to be uh fascinating it's going to be here in la it's gonna be okay. the last one at that you know it's a very approachable price point now we've kept it that way for a long time we keep getting feedback from everybody it might even make it better if you charge more but this is gonna be the last one we charge at the lower price okay cool um, so anyway, that's coming up first week in November. That's wearerevenant.com for folks that want to hear about the gut sucking experience, <laughs> Revenant, uh, the Revenant or, and the other one is impact.takenewground.com is the impact series. By the time yeah. this airs, the new website will be up about that. If people want to come, if they have questions, you can hit Kylie up or hit us up. Yeah. Um, it's just fun. We're about to shoot a whole new course with a company called Pareto Labs. We're in conversations about, about putting together our first book. Ooh, cool! Um, it's fun. It's we're bringing on. We've got numerous new consultants that are coming on uh, to the team to help um, the field and then generate even more work. I mean, it's it's a very we're in through going through a branding process now. We just sit down and did like a our own offsite, nice. um, talking about the vision of the mission and the values of the company and where we're going and things are really humming. So it's Good. very fun. It's very fun. So for awesome. me, I'm trying to I'm I'm in this next season elevating myself, meaning just doing more of the 30,000 foot view type of work and trying to get out of the trench as much as possible and streamlining who I work with mm -hmm. and who I coach and do spend more time training the folks that are doing the coaching um, and then spending more of my time doing what I love doing, which is generating possibilities and meeting with people and helping things yeah. get, you know, on the table. There you go. So anyway, it's very fun. Cool. Thanks for asking. Okay. I have two more questions for you guys. If you have a moment, and Ready. we can make these just quick, quick answers and we'll get you out of here. Rapid fire. Um, what is something people probably don't know about the two of you that is essential to the success of your relationship and your career? Wow. We have a lot of sex. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> oh. But I say that seriously because I do, I read that somewhere. That sure. I, I read somewhere that the in like one of those things like the you know what's the key to a great relationship and the first thing was like having a lot of sex and i i bring that up not to be crass but more because it's it, it is like it's a connection point like mm -hmm. quite literally but it is like it is a very like <laughs> that is that is, yep, is that like, is true <laughs> it's an intimacy it's obviously a sharing of intimacy that i think at least for me was like, you know, not, not super present in my last marriage or really any of my relationships. You know, I, I always thought of myself as a very like standoffish, unaffectionate person. And with us, it's very different. And I think that, that there is, you're, there is a, a very special, like, you know, hard to quantify connection that happens when you are, you know, when you're vulnerable like that. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So uh, that, was, that just hit me. Wow. That was very open and honest. Thanks, Allie. Very unexpected. Welcome, Adrian. Allie. Do you I, I, have anything that, to add to that? And, and I think we should do it. We should. It should be even doubled. It should be doubled. I, doubled. I, I think, wow. if possible. If one. possible. Well, um, you know, you guys have already been so successful. When we start to see like really skyrocket, we'll all be like, I know what's you know, happening. Wow. I know what's going wow. on. <laughs> Is she doing the interview from her bed? Yeah, she doesn't have time to leave. Um, <laughs> yeah. What else? What are some other some other secrets to the, to what works for us. You know, I mean, we've alluded to them. I mean, we have a lot of conversations. 
Um, And, you know, Allie by nature wants to talk about shit right now. You know, like talk about it. At least a good majority of the topics she wants to talk about right now, um, which is really helpful. Um, I can contain things and let them hang for a lot longer. I cannot. Um, (laughs) Just get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. She, you know, she's prone to like, you know, the ready fire aim is is hers, Um, which that's really helpful. Because okay. it's there's not a lot of time. Yeah, um, just go for and, it. And some things, some things do go away over time. Some things fester and get worse. And it takes a while to know which is which. Um, but I say if you're seeing symptoms of, of a conversation, uh, then it's just time to talk about it. At least start at the symptoms. Here's what's happening. Here's how I'm feeling. Feelings are always symptoms. Here's how I'm feeling about this thing. I wonder what's really going on here, or, you know. Explore it a bit. But we do have, I mean, for all the things going on, we do spend a lot of time talking. Yeah. And even just like understanding what is important, you know, to your, your partner, like, you know, Adrian knows that I love when he like, he'll leave me a really sweet little note, you know, and, and it always just makes my day, you know, I think it, it's, it's, I know like it's important to him when he's going off to do something that I like send him off with like, you know, a lot of encouragement and not like, I wish you weren't leaving and make him feel like he hates when I do that. You know, he really appreciates when I send him off with like, go, you know, go have go a great day. Like, and don't worry about me. I'm good. You know, I think that is like really freeing for him, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, and it's figuring out what that thing is in your partner that they need, you know, mm-hmm. which, which kind of goes back to what you were saying in the beginning about like, you know, what you're committed, if you're committed to what that person's committed to, but yeah emotionally I think that it's really important to to lock in and and to make that you know he does things all the time for me that I'm like oh you remember that you know just like (laughs) I think it's like paying attention you know yeah and I would say too it's like the I think that's a great answer thanks um and I think you know is it Esther Perel Esther Perel talked about uh, what's a book something caged animals anyway she writes about she's like a love sex therapist person she's amazing she's great Esther Perel um, anyway, she talks about intimacy naturally being an accordion, like it needs to go out and needs to come in, needs to go out and come in. Oh, so that's, okay. so um, I'm just picturing it. I'm, I, I'm wise when, when I've got fifth, just like any person, especially if you've got a lot going on, you got 15 things going on in your head at the same time. And we're standing together in the kitchen and we're getting the kids out there. Blah, 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 blah. If I'm wise enough to like slow down make eye contact, come in for a genuine kiss, come in for some, you know, genuine loving message in that moment, instead of just like, all right, cool, like, you know, just kind of ships in the night. Those little things are the coming back in, even though things are about to go back out, but if you take a moment and focus, and as she was saying, like be intentional with, even if it's, I mean, how long does it take to get connected? Probably about a second, if you wanted to. Yeah. So you can, people can live in a complaint about how much time they don't have, but it's really intentionality they don't have. So Interesting. be intentional. You'll yeah. find out how you could potentiate the connection time you have. Potentiate. Is that potentiate. really a word? Potentiate. Kylie knows. I like that word. There you go. Yeah. Okay. My last question, then I'll let you guys get out of here. What is your greatest insight or discovery about life and entrepreneurship? Hmm. I mean, of course, my first instinct is like to say it's really hard, and every, but everybody knows that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say that it's really awesome, you know, that it's like I really love that I don't I don't have to work for somebody else. 
I really love that I can, you know, carve my own path. Um, and, uh, you, you know, I think if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have, at least my experience is that you have to be a person that like, you know, likes juggling a bunch of things and your mind's all over the place and you're coming up with ideas and, you know, and you kind of thrive in that environment. You know, I think entrepreneurship isn't for people who want a very, like, I know exactly what I'm doing today. I know what time this is happening, blah, blah, blah. You know, I like the chaos. And, um, and I think that's been the biggest insight for me is that I really thrive in that kind of environment when there's like tons of balls in the air. And so I think knowing yourself and, and I'm sure there's varying degrees of, of entrepreneurs, but I think like knowing what makes you tick, I think is, has been the biggest insight for me of like the thing that I enjoy most about it is, is the, the craziness of it. Yeah. Adrian. I would say, what is it? The biggest insight like of the life of an entrepreneur or to do both? In biggest, life greatest insight or discovery about life and entrepreneurship. Life like and entrepreneurship. Between the yeah. Two. Well, if you're going to be successful, you're going to get less significant over time. And that's really hard. Well, when it's just you and, and most people name the initial company after themselves, it depends on what kind of business they've got. But a lot of people okay. have, you know, you know, the Kayla group or whatever, and it's literally got their name on it. And that works if you're semi-successful. But if you're going to be successful, i.e. a lot more work, a lot more scaling, all of a sudden you can't name it after yourself. That usually doesn't work. And then you're going to build a team. And you're going to want to like feel as important as you were before. But if you're, if you're great at it, you can't be as important as you were before. And success actually means you're less important over time. Doesn't mean that you're, that you don't make an impact. It just means that you like, you're less like, if it's still about you, it won't be as big as it could be. Yeah. And so there's this tension that I, I see founders go through all the time. Where, and I mean, Ali talks about it when you start hiring really smart people, it's yeah. freaking tough because all of a sudden they don't get, hold on, I built this thing and, and you're really smart and you came from that place and now you're trying to make this place like that place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, other people get to have voice and all this just kind of stuff. So, you know, be, I mean, so if, if you don't give up what Ali was talking about, like what's your highest and best use, mm -hmm. don't give that up, own that and do that at an exponential degree. Because you ought to be doing what no one else can do. At mm -hmm. the same point, the the embracing the humility that if I'm open to other people shining next to me, this thing gets brighter. I love that. Spot on. Absolutely. I love that. Okay. Thank you guys so much. We'll get so you guys out of you. here. Thank you so much. Um, what's the best place for people to find you if they wanted to get in touch or follow you, et cetera? Probably my Instagram at this point, which is just Ali Webb, A-L-L-I-W-E-B-B. -B. Yeah, find me on Instagram as well. My The handle to my personal coaching websites there, takenewground.com is being recrafted as we speak. Okay. Um, but they can, they can find me in those places, adrian.k on Instagram. Awesome. Okay, well, we'll make sure that's in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for everyone listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go ahead and leave us a review. Adrian and Allie, thank you guys so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank Yay. you so much. Good it's to so be with fun. you. Kylie, you're awesome. Thanks. Bye. To continue learning how to better build your business and make your vision a reality, subscribe to the Welcome to Eloma email list at welcometoeloma.com.